what's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halfsies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code to dine for to get free shipping. This is To Dine For The Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Sullivan. Come with me as we meet the world's most innovative and brilliant minds at their favorite restaurant. On today's episode is the CEO and founder of Team Rubicon, Jake Wood. I was a foolish 26-year-old kid who thought he was Superman and wanted to help. Former Marine Jake Wood started a nonprofit organization called Team Rubicon that deploys veterans to disaster areas around the world. He saw a problem and he tried to solve it. After seeing the devastation of the Haiti earthquake, he wanted to help. His Marine Corps training prepared him for problem-solving and a mission-accomplished mindset. His story of creating and scaling a global humanitarian organization is a fascinating journey. Over beer, burgers, and cheese curds in Madison, Wisconsin, Jake shares the problems and pitfalls of starting something new and how he thinks veterans are a great untapped resource in so many ways. Today I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, on my way into the legendary Wando's. Known for burgers and cheese curds, this place is a local favorite. But it's the person who's taking me here that I can't wait for you to meet. He's a true American hero. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Kate Sullivan. So yeah, nice, nice to meet, meet you. Kate. Wando's Bar in Madison, Wisconsin is about as close as you can get to a real-life cheers. Not only does everyone know your name, they know your order. It's the kind of place where students, Badger fans, and community members gather for a cold beer, some greasy bacon, juicy burgers, and the bar's signature drink, a fish bowl. Its owner, Jay Wanzerski, opened Wando's in 1994 to give his alma mater a bar where students could cheer on their teams. Wando's is probably the, the bar I envisioned when I was 20 years old, that a bar that I would like to hang out at. 
Show up here on game day and you might find yourself in a line that stretches around the corner just to get in the door. And once you're inside, the Wisconsin staples are endless. Giant plates overflowing with nachos, french fries and wings, brats and burgers sizzling on the grill while bartenders hustle to keep the crowd fed. It's a place to watch the game, dance the night away and stuff yourself with Wisconsin favorites. It's your typical Wisconsin comfort food, cheese curds, big burgers, big chicken sandwiches, chicken wings. It's pretty much your, your bar food. I'm not the culinary expert, but I know what people in my demographic enjoy in Wisconsin. You don't try to uh, overthink the process, but it's just food that everybody will enjoy. Comfort food and a welcoming atmosphere. It is the perfect place to sit down with former Marine turned humanitarian Jake Wood. All the restaurants you could have taken me to, and you bring me to Wando's. Yeah. Why? Wando's is a, a great American establishment. Uh, <laughs> no, I spent, um, I spent my college years here in Madison and uh, actually spent my last two or three years on campus working at Wando's. So I just, I have a lot of memories here. Um, since leaving UW, anytime I come back to Madison, like Wando's is a required stop. In a way, Wando's feels like home. Yeah, I mean, I still walk in and people know my name <laughs> 15 years later. It doesn't surprise me that Jake picked Wando's for our lunch. He is a Midwest guy at heart, having grown up in Bettendorf, Iowa. Okay, so tell me, what was it like growing up in Bettendorf and how did it shape who you are now? I think anybody that grows up in the Midwest has a good appreciation for hard work and humility. Hard work and humility. Hard work and humility. It's amazing how far you can get in this world with those two things. Mm -hmm. Jake landed at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in 2001 on a football scholarship. He was set to live out his childhood dreams as an offensive lineman on the big stage in a town where being a badger on the field means you are a hero on the streets. Wisconsin really wasn't on my radar, but when I started getting recruited by him, I, I came up, I think during my junior year for a football game, and I just fell in love. How are you doing? Hi, good, how are you guys? Welcome to Wando. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm gonna get the Wando burger and a uh, big spotted cow. And I am going to have exactly what Jake's gonna have. Okay, so. all right. And I'm she's also telling me that she wanted cheese curds. Cheese curds? Okay. Yeah. How can I not have a cheese curds? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll go get that for you Thank guys. You. Thank you. I love how you put that on me. Yeah, we well, know you want them too. Plausible <laughs> what was it about the school? It's a great school from an academic perspective, and, and that was really important to me. I'd always been a good student. I was getting recruited by some really great academic schools, and having that balance of you know top-tier national football program with an amazing academic opportunity was just too good to pass up. Do you remember what you wanted to do or who you wanted to be in college? I wanted to be an All-American left tackle. When, when, you're a, when you're an 18-year-old kid getting recruited to a Big Ten or Big 12 program, you know, there's no other aspiration than to, you know, make that all-conference, all-American team and then go and play in the NFL. That was it. That was the dream. Yeah. But Jake's dream took a turn. Just a few weeks into his freshman year of college, September 11th happened. America was under attack. In his dorm room, he watched the events of 9-11 unfold. Soon after, America was at war, and while most college students eventually went back to their day-to-day, Jake couldn't shake a feeling he had. I remember sitting there in my living room watching, you know, young men and women like me go off to war, and I just felt like I should join them. And I was 18 years old, right? I was draft age, and a bunch of young kids who were 
no different than me, just not 6'6", 275 pounds, we're going to go off to fight that war. It just didn't seem, I don't, know, I don't know that fair is the right word, but equitable. As, you know, as my senior year was starting, Pat Tillman was killed in Afghanistan, and that was a big moment for me as a football player um, to see the courage and conviction that he had demonstrated. Um, you know, I really felt inclined to be like Pat Tillman, I guess. Pat Tillman, a handsome and accomplished NFL star who had left his multi-million dollar salary to serve his country, had died in battle. With Tillman on his mind, in 2005, Jake enlisted in the Marine Corps. Thirteen weeks of boot camp, and Jake was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 7th Marine Regiment. His duty, a scout sniper. And what was that experience like? Definitely a culture shock. I went to boot camp as soon as I graduated. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, I was, I think, 22 or 23 years old. Having played football, I think I was a lot more mentally and physically prepared. So, in some ways, I had it a lot easier than other kids. But uh, in other ways, being the big, tall college graduate, I got singled out yeah. a lot. Right, and hazed. Hazed mercilessly, yeah. <laughs> this is an important interruption. Yes, by it the way. is. This is New Glarus Spotted Cow. We, we welcome you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's make sure these don't go empty. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Thank you for bringing me All to right, Wanda. All right, another Wisconsin tradition. There we the go. Cheese curds. Wow, those look amazing. Um, Fried cheese. Go. I mean, what it's all you we... need to survive. Actually, it's scientifically <laughs> proven. Got to. We gotta try them. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Mm. Wow. It's a drip. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> Every restaurant has cheese curds. In Madison, Wisconsin, I've noticed, right? They're not all the same, though. They're not all the same. Some are better than others, and yeah. these are delicious. In 2007, Jake was deployed to Iraq's Anbar province, an area known as the Triangle of Death. He spent seven months in Iraq. In 2008, Jake was deployed a second time, this time to Afghanistan as a sniper. Jake's unit was one of the hardest hit in Afghanistan. During eight months of combat, the 27th suffered more casualties than any Marine battalion that year. This is, it's not really an easy question to ask, but I'm just gonna go ahead and ask it. Um, was your experience serving in Iraq and Afghanistan what you thought it would be? I'm glad we ordered beer for this conversation. <laughs> in many ways it was, um, and that's both good and bad. In Iraq, we were there during the bloodiest year of the war in an area known as the Triangle of Death. So we got everything we were promised. The wounds from the deployment came home with them. Of the 1,200 Marines deployed with the unit that year, at least 13 have committed suicide. The suicide rate for Jake's unit is nearly four times the rate for young male veterans and 14 times the rate of suicide in America. Where did the idea for Team Rubicon begin? I woke up one morning and the Haiti earthquake had happened. Seeing that unfold, I called an organization and asked if I could deploy with them. Hmm. I had seven months free. Okay. I'd just gotten out of the Marine Corps, was waiting to go to graduate school, and I had seven months to do whatever I wanted. And um, they wouldn't let me deploy. And I don't blame them. I mean, in hindsight now, if after running a global humanitarian organization for 10 years, if some idiot called me right after a you know, 7-0 earthquake, I'd, I'd tell him to get lost too. But, but what was it? You, you just realized you could do something and you wanted to act. I was a foolish 26-year-old kid who thought he was Superman mm. and wanted to help. Mm. Uh, you kind of have to be a little foolish, a little crazy to think you could do something 
uh, on a big level, on a big scale. Yeah, and there were plenty of others with us who had the same thing. And there's a reason why every job description we've posted over 10 years has one line in it. It's the same across all of them, which is we're looking for people foolish enough to think they can change the world and smart enough to have a chance. Foolishness is a character trait that we look for. Mm. Um, I love that. So um, you did go to Haiti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you, you, oh, call, yeah. you called them up. You said, hey, I want to help. Didn't take no for an answer. I called a couple of guys I served with. And, you know, long story short, we put together a team. Wait a minute. So it was because they said no that you did it yourself. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. that really is the beginning. Okay, so tell me, so you get there, what happens? Yes, yeah, so we get down there about four days after the earthquake, and uh, we have a team of eight, and we just start working. Uh, we, we, we're taking these doctors into these uh, displaced persons camps and, um, you know, treating people uh, with, you know, doing this medical triage work, and, and it, was, it was horrific. I mean, it was the first, the first week in Haiti was, I mean, frankly, worse than any battlefield I'd seen. I mean, the wounds were... Um, you could almost not describe them. They were so they were so bad, and you know, disease was starting to set in. Gangrene was starting to set in. Um, you know, women were delivering babies in the streets and in fields. You know, so we kind of navigated that situation for a total of about 20 days, and we came back. and My co-founder and I just said, "All right, let's let's do this. Let's let's see if we can." kind of take this spark and build it into something special. Oh my goodness. I'm no longer confident I have the stomach for this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's also fat-free and gluten-free, by the way. There's bacon, there's cheese, it's just everything you can think of. All good things in life. Thank you so much. Amazing. We'll have more from our delicious meal in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American national agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American national companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to our conversation. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Wando's. <laughs> welcome to Wando's is right. Yes, Wando's signature burger is everything you could ask for. A juicy beef patty topped with applewood thick cut smoked bacon, grilled onions, blue cheese, pepper jack cheese, and buffalo sauce. And if you're wondering, it is worth every calorie. But back to Jake. Jake knew he was on to something. He was putting together an organization that was literally built to serve. 
Just as his team of military veterans had once taken on a battlefield, now they were deploying on a different type of mission, taking on the aftermath of floods, tornadoes, fires, hurricanes, and earthquakes. Team Rubicon could respond rapidly to clear roads, offer medical attention, repair homes, and manage debris, all free of charge. We were trying to convince big companies and foundations to to fund the idea and give us the, the capital to build it out. And, you know, we kept hearing, hey, this is, this is not scalable, it's not sustainable. From no, who? No. Everyone. Really? Everyone yeah. was saying, this isn't scalable, this isn't sustainable. And, and what do you say to that? What was your thought when, when you heard that? How do you like me now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the time, was there doubt yourself, or did you think there is a way? I think we always believed. I think we always thought that everyone else was just too ignorant to see what we saw, which I think is kind of a, a character trait of most entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but um, I think we saw it so clearly ourselves. Team Rubicon was tapping into one of America's greatest resources, the 22 million American veterans currently in the U.S. He was offering them a new mission if they chose to accept it. By pairing up these well-trained forces with communities in need, Team Rubicon wasn't just helping people in places in desperate need, it was giving veterans a purpose and a plan after their military service had ended. And I don't want to disparage any other volunteer or Red Cross or civilians, but what is it about using military veterans that is so advantageous in this situation? You know, it's military veterans are ingrained with a an attitude of mission accomplishment. They, they know how to lead, they know how to follow, they know how to work in systems. They, you know, in the Marine Corps, there's a mantra, improvise, adapt, and overcome. You know, it's just, uh, and then on top of that, they've been tested. You know, I, you know right. walking into an earthquake wasn't the, the first bad situation I'd been in, right? Right. And, uh, you know, I think often uh, it's easy to get overwhelmed. And success comes from seeing clearly in those times of chaos. That's a great point. And few can unless you've been battle tested. You know, imagine riding out a Cat 5 hurricane in your house, huddled in a room, holding your kids. Yeah. You know, windows are shattering, the roof is getting ripped off. I mean, you come out and you think, man, this home is the only source of wealth I have and it's destroyed, what am I gonna do? And then you know, these volunteers show up and they're gonna help you for free and they're gonna do it out of the goodness of their heart. You know, it's just a special opportunity to be able to provide that to somebody. When did you turn a corner from everyone telling you this can't be done, knowing yourself it can, what happened? I mean, there were a few moments that um, were pretty pivotal. The first one was in 2011, We responded to our first domestic disaster. We never thought of ourselves as responding within the U.S. And then uh, a tornado hit Tuscaloosa, and we didn't know what we were gonna do, we just figured, you know, let's go figure it out. That was our first clue to, this is how we scale. Responding domestically, it, it, it opens up a new donor pool, it's an increased frequency of operations, it allows us to expand our volunteer base, you know, so we, we get those reps that I talked about because there's tornadoes and floods and hurricanes and fires happening every week in this country. In 2011, we kind of made this pivot, not necessarily away from international operations, but really focusing on domestic operations. And then um, 
I'd say the real inflection point, the first one, came after Superstorm Sandy hit New York. And, uh, and we, were, we were struggling. I, I remember about a month before Sandy hit, my finance director came to me and was like, Jake, we gotta start talking about the, the cash. We barely had enough money to mount an effective operation early on. But we had, we had teams out. Over the first couple of days, the reports coming back to us from our teams in the field were just like, hey, this is crazy. We have to scale up. There was, it was this decision, and it was the most consequential decision we ever made. You know, we had to roll the dice. Because um, if we went all in and we didn't raise the money to pay for it, we were going to go bankrupt. Like, no, no doubt about it. The organization was going to be bankrupt in 90 days. Wow. It was the biggest decision. And the result was we, we took this huge leap. You know, we were trending towards probably finishing that year with six or $700 in revenue. And we finished with almost 3 million. You know, we were on every major news station. And so it just, we just kind of took this step into that next level. And suddenly even our peers in the emergency management space who, who had never seen us as peers, were inviting us to that table. So yeah. the respect came. The respect came. With Superstorm Standy and what you were able to do there. Yeah. Seven years later, at more than 100,000 volunteers strong, Team Rubicon is on the map and always on duty, adding an average of 200 volunteers, both military and civilian, to their roster every week. These gray shirts, the name for anyone who volunteers with Team Rubicon, are the lifeblood of the organization and are stationed in 10 regions across the country, living their day-to-day -day lives until a storm hits and they're called up for duty. The gray shirts have completed more than 400 operations in 22 countries and have turned over more than 10,000 work orders. The emotional impact of a veteran coming back and not feeling lost and not having a mission and not knowing what to do or what kind of job to get and what T. Rubicon can do for them. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, for, for a lot of people, it's, it's hard to come home. Um, so many men and women join the military and they give their life to the service. You know, they, they move away from their family, they deploy overseas, they fight, they lose friends, they, you know, they kind of, they, they throw themselves at the mercy of whatever branch of service they're in. Life will never be the same. And one of the things we discovered at Team Rubicon is that it's not rocket science to restore those things. You know, They're looking they for find. a mission. They're looking for purpose. And they don't always know that, but then it hits them in the face when they encounter it and they realize what they've been missing the whole time. You know, the opportunity to have impact, the opportunity to help somebody in their darkest moment. Mm -hmm. Um, it must yeah. be something to see your idea, your crazy idea, your foolish idea, come to fruition when you go to a big disaster and to bring a hundred men and women to help out and to see that impact that you're having. What is it like for you personally? I'm under no illusion that, that, that I built this, right? I mean, we've got hundreds of staff members, thousands of volunteer leaders that poured their heart and soul into it. This weekend, we had a bunch of volunteers organize a nationwide tattoo drive mm -hmm. where like literally a hundred volunteers got Team Rubicon tattoos. Wow. Yes. Some <laughs> of them, some of them much better looking than others. <laughs> some of them wonder if the tattoo artist was drunk. But it's, it's remarkable to see the buy-in and the level of ownership that they have. 
Jake is often sporting his own gray shirt and has traveled the country spreading the word about Team Rubicon. From university students to Fortune 500 companies to the White House, everyone wants to know how a small group of veterans has grown into such a force. In 2018, Jake's dedication to Team Rubicon brought him back to where it all started, to the connection he first felt to Pat Tillman. In 2018, Jake was selected to receive the ESPY's Pat Tillman Award. Standing in front of a photo of Tillman in uniform, Jake paid tribute to his hero by showing the world what Pat Tillman inspired him to build, an organization set out to run into danger, not away from it, and to help others. Everyone on this show has created something out of nothing through their own imagination. You definitely fall into that category. What advice would you give for someone who's looking to start something new, whether it's in the nonprofit sector or not? I think, I think one of the most important things about vision is, is less like what you say you, you want to do and accomplish. I mean, you know, it's important that it, a vision is simple and bold and relatable and all of those things, but the hardest thing about setting a vision is backing it up with every single action and decision that you make thereafter. You know, it's, it's really easy to say you want to be the best in the world at something or, you know, to, to make some big, bold, audacious vision. It's really hard to then actually act upon that every single day in such a way that the people who are listening to you, you know, communicate that vision don't ever lose confidence that you actually mean it. After a fascinating conversation and more cheese curds than I've ever eaten in my life, Jake takes me to another place in Madison that has his heart. A place that helped make him who he is today, Camp Randall. The University of Wisconsin-Madison's football stadium is situated in the heart of campus. Even with 80,000 empty seats, you can still feel the energy when you walk on the field. We had a bunch of amazing games here. We beat uh, Ohio State when they were on a 20-game winning streak coming off a national championship in this stadium. What does it mean to be back here and what is it like for you emotionally to be back on campus and specifically here? I, I, I just love this place. I mean I think we have the best fans in in America and I just I made so many memories here. When you think about the lessons you know you've written a book on leadership what did you learn on the field here that helped you write that book? Well I mean a lot. Um, you know I think one of the things that we drove home in this program was the idea of personal accountability and you know that sense of um, you know owning what you do and your mistakes and your responsibilities I think you know, that's something particularly for an offensive lineman is, is really critical to you know being successful it's you have to work as a cohesive unit you have to work in concert with one another mm -hmm. um, in order to make it happen and mm -hmm. that's certainly one of the most important things I got from this when people hear the story of Jake Wood what do you want them to think what do you want them to know? He tried really hard. <laughs> I think that's it. I, you know, I've always been a try-hard guy and haven't always been successful, but, um, you know, in everything I did, I, I gave it my best. Didn't work out on the football field. Worked out better as a Marine and as, and as an entrepreneur. Jake Wood probably never predicted he'd spend his life cleaning up after storms. He grew up in the heart of the Midwest and on the fields of cheering fans. He had every opportunity to graduate college, get a stable job, and live a typical life. But that's not Jake. Jake couldn't ignore a nagging feeling that he could be making a difference in our world. First, that difference was on the battlefield, fighting for our freedom. Then the difference came in the form of an idea, an idea that not only helps devastated communities, 
but also devastated veterans. Jake hit all of the roadblocks and just kept going. He kept his eyes on the prize and grew an entire organization, all because he wanted to help, to serve, as he said, to try. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefortwithkatesullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.